What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the In The Round podcast. Got your boy Matt Burrill hanging out with you. And uh, today, an episode we've been wanting to get for a long time. Got my good buddy, Mr. Noah Hicks, joining us today. He's got all, he's had a big year, you know, the last year, um, a lot's happened for him, the last few years uh, since we first got to know each other, and uh, he had some new music come out recently called uh, I Can Tell Your Small Town, which is just badass, you'll hear it at the end of the episode, but uh, first, got some housekeeping, of course, got to talk to y'all about the sponsors, Whaletail Media, uh, our close friends, actually, with Noah Hicks. Um, our boy Wales, uh, BZ, Gracie, the whole crew over there at Whaletail Media, they get the job done. You're looking for content creation. You're getting hitched. They even do Whaletail weddings, um, and they are awesome. Make sure you check them out. Whaletail Media Co. Happy to have them as a partner, not only here on the podcast, but also on the Writers' Rounds over at Live Oak every other Tuesday night. Speaking of partners, Saxman Studios, uh, big fan of uh, what these guys do, uh, Grady, Grant, Saul. Tim, Will, the whole crew, they're uh, top of the line. They're big supporters of the scene. They have been for a while, and uh, they're always working and grinding on projects. And if you're looking for a place to get your project done, you know what you want to say, and you want someone to help you say it, hit up the boys at Saxman Studios. Uh, They just moved to a brand-new location, and very affordable rates, um, top-of-the-line production, and... uh, yeah, they, their resume speaks for themselves. Check them out, Saxman Studios. And last but certainly not least, our boys from Trailside CBD Emporium, Delta 8 THC. It's in, it's legal, it's great. Non-psychoactive, mostly a body high. Um, highly, 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 no pun intended, recommend it. Uh, make sure you guys check them out. Trailside CBD Emporium and use the promo code ITR at checkout. You get 20% off your order. So go and check them out. Now, without further ado, let's get into it. This fun conversation I got to have with my buddy Noah Hicks. It's kind of funny. Do people do people do it a lot? People I know. Well, how does how do you do it? Sheesh. I don't know. <laughs> you have no idea where it came from? Not really, but I kind of know when to use it. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I guess I, I have know. no, I have no idea where it, uh, where it came from, uh, where it came from either. But like, I just hear people, hear people saying it. Yeah, internet's a wild thing, man. It's like a TikTok thing. Yeah, man, TikTok freaking dances and sheesh and there's some. That I don't really fancy like song. Can we fancy yeah. like Applebee's? I mean, you see, I mean, night. you see, you see it with all all kinds of. All it's kinds crazy of that song just popped off. Yeah, man. It could stay stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. You know what's wild? Walker Hayes was like my first country artist that I ever interviewed. Really? Back in 2014. I, I was still drinking. Um, That's one year after I graduated. Of what? High school. <laughs> high school? No, no, oh, no, excuse me. Whoa. I was going to say, I graduated high school 2015. Yeah, uh, not high school. I think it was middle school. <laughs> Oh, damn. Um, but yeah, Delta we, 8, that yeah, dang Delta dude, 8. Trailside CBD. They got this new peanut butter stuff, guys. It is off the chains. We <laughs> Straight up just ate a sandwich. Had some, P, had some PB&J sandwiches. You guys can get it. Uh, 20% off promo code ITR. Um, get some Trailside CBD. Shout out Andrew for hooking it up. Um, but yeah, Walker Hayes at that time, he had a song called Pants. You, you ever hear that song? No. And he kind of had a haircut like what you got right now. Like he had like longer, longer hair and stuff. At that point, he was he was um, he was drinking pretty. Like we partied with him and stuff. But oh, really? I saw him at my rider, my the pub, this tiny little pub with maybe like twenty other people. That's sick. 
and now it's like it's why it's just kind of kind of crazy to see that you know for sure and i bet he was still a hang like he probably is now yeah well back then he was now he's sober right right right. i'm also sober so we were we both had to quit and at that time we were both using um lots of alcohol (laughs) yeah uh, had a good time but thankfully he's so i'm sober so it's it's all good but um how have you um you see i mean for for an up-and-coming artist, like, the internet is a huge thing. Like, Facts, dude. It's That's literally, it's like, you can't pop up in these new places without it. Dude, it honestly, it's how I got, like, it started in everything. Social media, Instagram. Instagram, it being, like, uh, it's how I met Dylan Marlowe, and that's how I got my first single raised on the radio, because we were, like, middle of Instagram, didn't even meet each other texting each other or whatnot and uh yeah he sent me raising raised or whatever i was like dang dude can i cut that he was like yeah 300 bucks never paid him still cut it <laughs> been like a you know been a really big song for me like people like yeah dude people kind of people were like dang he's serious like this is good i mean it's a it's it's essential and you think noah Hicks, and Dylan wrote that by himself which is like pretty cool yeah and that was when he was first because you and him are, are you guys the same age no he's uh 24, 25. Yeah, I'm 22. Okay. I'm pretty young. Yeah, because I was going to say, you guys are both, like, at that point, like, that Dude, song yeah, comes he, out, what, 2017, 2018? Did that come out 2019? I think it was 2018. 2018? Because I did 2018, 2019, and 20. Yeah, and you guys 21. Are, you, guys are, you guys are both starting out. Both, Dude, 100%. Both, like, both, he was... Both doing pretty well for yourself. now. He cool. had, like, I guess, Trey Landon and kind of more people in his area. I had Reed Morris that was in my... Uh, Hometown that was kind of doing it. And some other people, I guess you could say. But, like, you know, Trey was already kind of doing it. I'm, I'm sure he already had, like, people in Nashville. And I don't I don't know really Trey's story, but. Yeah. But, yeah. So, like, and Dylan's honestly one of the best songwriters I know, personally. Yeah. Kind of blows me away sometimes. And, you know, especially during quarantine when he was on Zoom. And he'd just be, like, in there playing my guitar and just, like, writing hit songs on it. And I'm just like. Be able to sell that guitar one day, <laughs> but yeah, it's just it was just cool, man. He's just like it's nuts how good he is, and so you guys, honestly, the whole friend group, yeah, man. Because um, there's um, there's all kinds. It's like Nashville is very much. It does have like this high school kind of feel to it. Facts. Like you have you literally you have your class. I mean, people say it all the time. We say it on on this podcast all the time. Like like the people that move to town about the same time as you, or yeah, have that same geographic thing, and like. Y'all's crew is pretty solid, and it keeps, like, growing, you know? Everybody's out there networking, doing their own thing, too. 100%, and, like, you know, a lot of stuff happened for me quick, but it was, a like, I wrote on the coattail. I I wouldn't say I wrote on their coattail, but they did a lot of the hard work for me. They They were in town before I was meeting the people I needed to meet. So when I would meet them, the people I needed to meet outside when I was hanging out with, you know, Tyler Chambers, Dylan, Bryce, Derek, Whoever, Chad, you know, whoever I was with, and, uh, yeah, they would just, hey, here's my buddy Noah. Just made it so easy. And I had really long hair at the time. I, and no, I remember and, that. Yeah, and nobody ever, and nobody had it at the time, I don't think. Like, I, I get people had long hair, but, like, I don't remember a lot of, like, fresh artists having, like, super, like, long hair. That, yeah. I considered that super duper long hair. But, uh, yeah. And it's funny, I remember when I cut my hair, 2020, January, whatever, 
I like moved to town and people like didn't recognize me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, dang. But anyways, it all, you know, it all works out. But it's just cool that to know that we're that tight knit and that we all like we all push each other to be the best and we all like, you know, even though it's a it's a rat race and we're all trying to get, we're all trying to climb the same mountain, but we're all like we all still you know, drop our ropes if they you know somebody's getting pulled up or whatever it's all we all are boys it's great it's pretty it's a pretty cool feeling to know that like we're all doing the damn thing too like we're like doing it everybody's got really cool things going on so like it's just it's nuts yeah yeah man and you talk about that friend group being tight-knit another thing that's tight-knit for you you're you're from like if you listen to Justin Moore's song "Small Town USA." Facts, dude. That, that My it, boss wrote that. It's bro, crazy, bro. Yeah, that we'll, <laughs> we'll get to all that shit too. Um, I want to go, go. I want to back up. Um, and you talk about Small Town USA, Carrollton, Georgia, and you're dude. you're you and your family super super tight knit. You're, you're very big, and I was, was that a hard was was it hard to leave that for Nashville? Facts. It was. It it was a. It's just hard, you know, luckily it's only four hours away. I can't imagine, like, Tower Chambers has a really, you know, pretty farm in South Georgia where he's from. And uh, Dylan's got a really cool hometown, too. And, like, but, but they live eight hours, you know, or yeah. so I think I'm, I think away. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm 13. I'm four. I'm literally, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's nothing for me just to shoot down home, to shoot down to home or whatever. And, uh. It was tough though. Man, it's you definitely miss the dirt you, road and you definitely miss like the things that you know, you have, you know, a little bit of FOMO when you see your buddies like doing some really fun things that you used to do back home, but at the same time we're doing some really big things up here and it'll all like I have a I have a like I've learned to have a very uh to not to not 100% worry about what's going on right now. Like think about it. But don't, you know, dwell on what's going to happen in the next six months. Think about, like, you know, what doors can you step through in the next year, five years. And dreaming big is kind of where I can, where my head's at. You know what I mean? I just always try to just think as big as possible. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. I mean, hey, that's a very, that positive, positive thinking and just, it, it keeps you driving. And if you're, if you're a competitor, like, wanting to really, like, compete against yourself to make to get there like 100 percent. well it is you just listen to the guys that, the, that are doing it right now that are like the big dogs and they didn't get you know stuff didn't start happening to them until they were you know in their 30s and whatnot and you know it took them however many publishing deals and you know people i know like shane mcanally's story is pretty insane because like he's like you know He's the bomb.com when it comes to being a hit songwriter as his, you know, record shows. And uh, it's just nuts that we kind of stress now that we're not, like, in the same shoes as certain people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, worrying about somebody else. Like, you know, thinking, like, dang, I wish I was there. We're, wish I wrote that song. Wish I could get that deal. Wish I could have that. But you think about it and you're like, it could all, it, like, it's all, it could all be a season, literally. Yeah. Like, People get, like, it's, like, people have to, the reality of, like, you know, people get dropped and people, like, things happen. And if you, you know, if you get comfortable and stop working as hard as you did when you did when you were hungry, that's when you'll fall off the wagon. And I feel like, you know, not saying that 
there's a lot of people in this town that like have that mentality that are super hungry and I feel like everybody gravitates towards them and you know you're friends with them as well because yeah. all our like because I'm in the same friend group as you as well you know we all know each other that's what's, yeah. like, that's what's crazy like this you know Sigs in the outfield yeah. like that like oh, yeah. that you know that group chat like we all know each other and I can go on and on and on about that group chat but like <laughs> yeah just yeah so, but it's just nuts yeah, dude. Um, so, how many siblings you got? Two. You got two, a brother and a sister. Older brother, younger sister. Yeah, because I met you. So, I met you, like, I had known, I had heard Raised on the Radio, and I don't know if It Ain't Me was out yet when I met you. When did that come out? I think it was, uh, when, I said October 12th, right? When It, it was already out. It Ain't Me? I dropped it July okay. 7th. Yeah, because yeah, I remember those were the two songs. I was like, damn, there's no Hicks good badass. Like, I'm, and then we met in Carrollton and yeah. met met the family. And, dude, Carrollton, Georgia, that, that little amphitheater thing you guys got. Man, it's dope. It's sick. It, it ain't the biggest thing in the world, but I'll tell you what. It, it holds a good amount of people, and those people get rowdy and have a really good time. And that's a fun crowd to play well, to. They shot off that street, bro. They can fit a lot of people. Yeah, honestly, that's the thing. You 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 think like you see the way the venue's set up and and um, and all that, and then but then you realize when they shut down the streets. Yeah, there's, it, it, there's a lot of room. Honestly, it can be like, and it's a it's so crazy that like I had that in my hometown. I've had it for a while. Yeah, of course, you know, it slacked off there for a minute. It was like every weekend. I wish I spent a little more time up there watching a bunch of bands, and but I'll, at the same time, there was a lot of like getting hammered, you know, nonsense going on and yeah. Getting drunks, you know. Just I hate hangovers, so I try, to, <laughs> I try not to like drink a lot. Yeah, cuz there's there's a, there's there's another bar like right next to it. Dude, there's like bars next to like we're like right outside. There's I mean there's a pub that like has a window that opens up and sells beer out the back or whatever. But <laughs> I mean, it's great. It's, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, but you can bring your coolers and whatever, and like drink. And I mean, like kids are up on top of the parking deck doing what kids do, like high school kids and stuff like that. You know, I we didn't hang on the park, hang out at the parking deck. But uh, yeah, it's just crazy. You could drive literally not even ten minutes outside, like from that spot right there, and you could already hit cornfields, and which is great because you know it makes doing what I'm doing now just natural like it's like i i pick out a lot of scabs i was talking about this last night i pick i pick out a lot of scabs like when it comes to songwriting like when it just you know especially like wow it's just girls you know whatever it's just crazy how like i have to do that but like maturely do it you know what i mean it's just like it's it's anything like with just back home memories you know anything i don't know it can some days are easier than others when you write the happy-go-lucky, like, that's how we do it around here kind of songs. But, you know, when you write the, like, heartbreak, you're like, dang, I did I did have to do that or experience a little bit of that, and it's crazy to, like, know that I get it. I'm getting to write the songs about that personally for me with the people that I used to listen to, the songwriters that wrote the songs that I used to listen to. You know what I mean? That were about that. That were about that. Like, that were, like, <laughs> writing about that. And then, like, I'm sitting there, and, like, when we're just doing it, like, and I'm just like, dang. It's just, like, such a, like, surreal moment. Like, I think about it a lot. Yeah. It's just nuts. Yeah, because you, you experienced, I mean, a big part of 
it seems like the 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 style like the southern country a big thing people grow up in the country and every almost a lot of good a lot of people experience a college town right and you're in Carrollton Georgia you're getting both of that I had it right yeah I had both of it which is cool which yeah which is cool about like the kind of singles that are fixing to drop or the next single that's fixing to drop October August 13th right I'm gonna make sure but yeah it's it's called I can tell your small town and I think, I think, have you played it at a round? Yes, I'm thinking, I'm going to so play gonna it So I was going to say, I've definitely heard, heard you, heard you mention that title before. Yeah. So it's, a, it's, it's a good, it's a damn good song. Thanks, bro. I'm excited. Which is cool, because I released that Drinking in a College Town with Langston and Travis, which is freaking just, that's a whole, you know, that's a whole other topic. Yeah, which one of those guys did you see, did you see in a show first? Did you see, which one of those guys did you see live <laughs> first? John. Delta 8. John, uh. Where was your first John Langston show? Rome City Brew House. I uh, that's I went to a lot of shows up there. It was an hour away from the house, like straight up twenty seven. So it was a quick little ride, and you know, you're saying Rome City Brew House, like the smaller one, yeah, like the little like the downstairs bar with the creepy upstairs. Is that Rome City Brewery? How big? How big is it? Bro, I'm, th- I'm pretty sure you've been there. Uh, I've been to the brew house, but I think there's another it one. It might be called, called the brew house. Yeah. Uh, it might be now the brew house. Now it's called Peaches. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know it was that. Uh, it's called the brew house now or Peaches, whatever. Yeah. Is it like the little, like the backstage is like the, te- the, the quote unquote backstage is like a storage unit or a storage, like, or not a storage unit, but a storage place? Like upstairs? No. No, yeah, the different place. Okay. Definitely a different place. We might place. be like, okay. Anyway, I. I it's it, it's a bar. It's like a bar restaurant. Yeah. That, that, but anyways, he was there, and that's where I met uh, Dylan. I asked Dylan. I was like, "Hey, I need a producer," and uh, he, you know, told me about Brad Wag- or <clears throat> Brad Wagner, and that's John Langston's guitar player. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I went to the show and watched the whole concert. Stayed in the back by the merch guy, and was just watching John Langston just do his thing. And then after that. I walked up to the, Brad and was like, hey, Dylan Marlowe told me to get in touch with you about some songs. And he was like, yeah, you have my number. And then it all went, like, started kind of from there. And Brad, I didn't sleep on Brad's couch for the first time. The first time I went to Nashville was kind of crazy. Yeah, I want to hear the, the couch crashing saga because people couch crash and then you were coming up here a lot. Yeah, I came you up spent, here. You spent some time on some couches. I did, um... Young too. I was like seventeen. <laughs> it's like the, the worst, the craziest one was when I first came to Nashville. I was in uh, Alabama, somewhere at like a at a marina bar with a hotel outside of it. Like Corey Daly was there, Colton Friday, a guy named Brandon Henson. I think Brandon Oder might have been there. Some other people like that were like Chad Miller. I know was there. I think Brady Thrower. Like just a bunch of people that were like in the like that were kind of early on and like a little bit of my musical career that were like that were influences that you know helped me out along the way but uh yeah didn't have a place to stay the next day and that's when I was driving to Nashville the next morning met some lady and she was like half some friends had the card in my pocket the next day called them they're like yeah we're expecting you showed up and it felt it was great they treated me like one of their own and uh slept in their basement but like it was like i had my own like room and like a bathroom and everything it was kind of dope 
uh, the cat was kind of annoying, but like, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, like, I'm, was, I, I, was, I like cats. It just, what, was, it was, what was the cat's name? I don't even remember. Like, was it like a little, just like a little asshole cat? No, it was just like it just always wanted some attention, and I gave, like, I would give it some whenever, like, I would, you know, want to like play with it, but like, I'd be trying to like do something, and just like it just be all up in my like, you know, way. I'm just whatever, but it was cool. They, like, I mean, I, I got kind of did whatever I wanted. I showed up whenever I needed. Like at what time they didn't. They didn't have, like, rules. You know what I mean? I had my own key. Like, it was kind of cool. Like, I, they trusted me a lot, and I didn't even know them. And it was just like, that's nuts. And then I started kind of sleeping on Brad Wagner's couch some. His girl had to, like, kind of was the yay or nay to that situation. But at the time, his girl at the time. But uh, Brad's a... So a stallion now, so uh, he's out riding the plains um, <laughs> with John Steele. <laughs> but uh, Hell yeah, yeah, I did his couch. Chapin Leatherwood, I slept on his couch a few times, but he had a nice place in the Gulch. I think it was like right when he first moved here. Um, his, so uh, not not Scott. So not the uh, Element. He was in another place before that. Yeah, and then he then he went to uh, the Element. Yeah, I don't know how long he stayed. He he had a house too. I know he like had a. I've known him in a few places, and uh, then I started staying with uh, Chad at Chad Bishop's house, and that's when I like I, I well I wrote a song with Dylan Marlowe and Elijah. We had a scheduled right, and Tyler was like lived there with Dylan and Chad at the time, and uh, yeah, Tyler hopped on the right, and that's when we wrote "It Ain't Me," and uh, well, four way guy right there, and that's kind of like the beginnings of sleeping on their couch and it's funny when chad would go to texas i would uh show up like he'd be gone for like three months and i would just like what do we take advantage of that stay three three four weeks at a time you know maybe more if i could and sleep in chad's bed and but i would like <laughs> but i would like wash his sheets just you know if you know chad you know chad and uh i'd wash his sheets before i you know sleep there and then, you know, obviously after, when he, before he would show up and be all nice and, you know, tidy, like it was when he, you know, left it. And, you know, I wouldn't say uh, he knew I was staying there, I guess, because obviously, like, he seen my Snapchats and my stories and stuff like that. But he didn't know I was using his room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which is, which is cool. I mean, Chad's my dude. So, like, it don't, you know, he don't even care. He probably wouldn't even care anyways. He would, you know. But it's just funny how that, like, that worked, and that's when, you know, Chambers took me under his wing, Tyler. He, you know, we rode a lot together by ourselves, and just, you know, I kind of, the way I take, the way I look at songwriting, I listen to everything, and just like, when you, you if you listen to even like hit songs, you can hear it. They just, there's a lot of like little things that are, that, that are ear candy that, you know, like talking Tennessee, that talking Tennessee, you know, that, that them T's and all that stuff, and like you know, just just little things that I've picked up on. You know, I've like really tried to study songwriting, if that makes sense. And uh, Tyler helped me out a hell of a lot with that. Just you know, he's good, he's really good, and it's crazy like to know that he's like that good. He like invited me on a lot of rights too, which is cool. Like I would be. Didn't have anything to do that, do that day, and he'd be like, "Hey, you want to hop on my eleven? It'd be like me and Ryan Nelson, me and Drew Baldrige, me yeah. and whoever." 
you're getting in these rooms and you're you're learning. Facts. I'm I'm watching them like balance. But they they write all the time. So like I'm watching them just do it and you know we wrote some really cool songs back in the day, which is kind of cool. You know they wrote some really cool songs. <laughs> I would help out a little bit, but like it's just you know it was cool to to be able to experience that early. I remember Abram. I was writing with Abram Dean the other day, and he told me he was like the first time I I met you. I talked about getting a co-write with you, and you were like, uh, "Yeah, I do." You, you, he just said I said something that was like definitely showed that I how green I was. Like I didn't even know what a co-write was, and he was like, "Dude, it wasn't that long ago." I was like, "It's just, it's just wild. It's just you know." Yeah. I don't know. The yeah, good, the good Lord is good, and He's blessed. Bust the crap. Yeah, out of me. it's nice to have nice to have some big brothers in town too. Dude, like, facts, big that's facts. That's been a big that's been a big thing for you. Yeah, man, and I could call any single one of them up and just be like, "Yo, like, I, I mean, they've." It's funny, like towers to shoot me straight and like piss me off when he tells me the truth. You know what I mean? And like, like there was before I signed my deal, I had this stupid mentality for some reason, and I just remember calling Tower about it, and Tower's like, "You're an idiot." You're just you're literally an idiot, and uh, kind of got pissed off at Tower. And I remember calling Derek, just mad. He was like, "Well, Derek's like Tower's not wrong, <laughs> you know." Derek explained it a little differently, yeah. <laughs> but it was in the same it was in the same concept, which is fun. Like, but I needed to hear both. I needed to hear both that. You yeah. know what I mean? Because like, if I'd have heard the one before the other, I I might not have took Derek as serious. You know what yeah. I mean? Does that make sense? And which is cool that I have that like circle. That's with anybody, Dylan, Lee, any of my friends I can talk to. Like we're all like we're all that tight. Like we're all, you know, that open with each other that we don't even yeah. like we don't really care. Like at the end of the day, like we are who we are and we all know that. You know what I mean? Which is cool. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Now who are some uh who are some people now? Because 'Cause you've been in town now for a little bit of a minute, like a little while. You've been what now, two years? Yeah. Well, it's like a year and eight months. Okay. So just on so just on over that year and a half, um, but there's even guys coming to town now that are new guys in town, and they're they're coming to you now, and you're kind of introducing them. And yeah, dude, it's doing a, all that. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. It's especially when I go out and you know, just I just I don't know. It's just I just it's crazy how many people I've met already, and I'm not saying like, and it's not even like, but everybody everybody in this town. I feel like I've met has been good, mostly. You know what I mean? Everybody has their flaws, but don't we all? You know what I mean? Um, but there's not really a single person in this town that I've, like, n- had to really get away from. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, like, or I don't see and want to dap up at the bar or whatever. Yeah. Shake their hand or whatever. Give them a hug, which is pretty crazy. And, you know, it's... Like, I have friends back home, and I have, like, my high school friends and stuff like that. But it's crazy how close we all are. I guess it's because, you know, the industry's so big, you know, and there's so many, like, spots for everybody to hang out. Like, you know, I'm tight with publishers and stuff like that. And, like, people in an A&R and all, you know, whatever. Like, I see them, I give them a big old hug and ask, you know, talk how, ask them how their mom and them's doing, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But it's just crazy that, like, we have that tightness tighten it of you know that's why everybody say like nashville is like a big small town i hear a few people say that very very much is which is like crazy like i mean like dude when it's a popping when it's a popping round at live oak dude you know like you show up 
I mean, you see me out, like, and I know there's something going on. You'll see me and be like, you here to like, just hang? I'm like, yep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no. We're, and thank, thank you for coming out to support and dude. for playing all of our, a lot of our Tuesday nights, man. Yeah, man you, were, you were one of our first guys that we had on that thing. It's crazy. I appreciate, you know, you always thinking of me, man, because it's you. Know, yeah, it'll be it'll be two years in uh, in September. That's dude, time flies, bro. Yeah, and we and we did some. We did quite a bit in 2020. Like we were doing, we were doing rounds, man. Like when nobody else was doing them, which was pretty wild. And they were like popping off, dude. Yeah, I mean, one there wasn't much going on, well, fa- well, but, but we also had some good lineups in there. Well, the, but also, dude, you pick the people. You pick people that Nashville like wanted to hear. Like you just like it's not the re it's not reruns. Like you know what I mean? Like you pick the fresh people. Like you pick who. Like it doesn't matter. Like it's almost like a little whiskey jam. Like it's like the whiskey jam riders round, which is cool. You know what I mean? It, I appreciate you saying that. Like it's like yeah, for like for, and and it, like we all we all talk about that. Like I remember, I remember when you like it was popping off back in quarantine. Like we would go and like we'd be like, dang, like this this shit's getting it. Like this is cool. Bro, bro, like I love it, one dude. Of, one of the wildest ones, the first whale tail takeover. Yeah, man. You were in that one, uh, which we had like Jordan Fletcher on that one. We had Chambers. We had Dylan. We had Sweet Leah. I'm trying to think, well, like we had like that the whole that crew because Wales is a part of the crew too, and Dude. Wales just happens to be the best con like that's insane. A, that's a whole nother like. I gotta pull up the picture because that, that's a mutual. That's when did you first meet Wales? Because that's another. I mean, obviously, he sponsors and is a partner help helps me do this thing. You know. Yeah. So he like. Here we go. Because I screenshot it at the concert. September twenty third, twenty eighteen. That's when I uh that's when I had my first ever amp show, amphitheater show in Carrollton for the Raising the Radio song. And that's when like a bunch of people showed up. It was pretty freaking crazy. Like it like I I don't understand how to like explain the like how it felt and like it was just it was the ultimate push to like this is this can happen. This is real. Like this can like, this is just this is not just you know, bar gigs. This is something you know. This is something more, and uh, you can go. You can look at it, but uh, it was September twenty third, two thousand eighteen, and uh, he commented and said, "This this is dope, dude. Love your sound." I didn't even like it. I didn't even like notice it. He just commented that, like, as, like, a fan. That was his Wales account. Like, that was before he even touched a camera. Yeah. And he commented on my, he just, like, happened to see me on, like, Explore page or whatever. And was like, dude, I dig it. Next thing you know, we're homies. He starts sleeping on my couch just because, like, it's, you know, we got a good house. Good ha- good place to stay. And it's just nuts that, like, how far he's gone. Yeah. With it, yeah, how far, how far he's, how far he's going, and how far he's taking, how far he's taking it, bro. He's, and it's he's it, everywhere, dude. Facts, and like, and it, and it's, and it's. I mean, just wait till you see the drinking in a college town video. It's like, it's next level. I mean, Wales is just. I mean, he's. I mean, he's arguably the best that I feel like. I mean, and the thing is, it's a lot of it's like by himself. Now, you know, he has people that helps him and works for him and stuff like that. But a lot of the musical stuff is done by him, like you know. Like he has, I know he has his sister work for him and Beezy. Like, bro, I love Beezy too. Fact, and crazy, cool. dude. The whole, the whole, the whole, food, the, yeah. whole the whole fam's great. I mean, yeah. his mama always gives me love on you know 
she comes to the rounds sometimes and just yeah, hangs. Yeah, and I, I love it. I love it. It's a family affair, dude. Like. F- dude, facts, man. It's cool. It's so cool that like it's all like this, and you know, that's kind of how my family feels about it. Like it's crazy. My like my little sister like is such a big fan of like w- what I'm doing, but like what all. Like Muscadine Bloodline, John Langston, like all them guys, like she looks up to, like how like I did and stuff like that. I have the same emotions, but she, you know, she obviously like not homies with them. So like it's, she still has that crazy like fangirl, and it's just so cool when I get to like do that. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like that brother the same way. You know what I mean. Parents, they kind of know what's going on, but like they're worried about chickens and auctions and whatnot. But yeah, what's what's a day in the life at the um, the Hicks farm? Well, like or I guess it really depends on what you're doing because there's so much shit. Do you guys have like people working on the farm, or is it just the family? There's a guy that will come weed eat, and there's another guy that Dad has that like his name's Randy that'll just come help him, and his son Chance will come help too. But uh, Dad, I mean, wakes up at like three or four and goes and does like chickens till like eight. Chicken houses, we have chicken houses, bro- broiler chickens. Meat chickens. And, uh, yeah, and he does, like, a lot with that. Still hand feeds, like, when he, like, we have, like, automatic stuff, but, like, he still puts out trays and hand feeds and does all that goodness. And, uh, there's that. And then dad has, like, real estate and does auctions, like, estate sales and stuff like that. Also does, he has a licensed gun, bro, like, gun. Yeah. Licensed, whatever. He can sell you stuff and. Just, he's a hustler. And mom, you know, she's just stay-at-home mom, does things now. Just does that kind of thing now. Which crazy. My brother's a cowboy. Does, like, works with cows 24-7. That and hay. Like, it's always that. And, uh, and like, does a lot of stuff on horseback and, like, catches cows with, like, So, so what was, like, shit. what was your special? Like, what were you doing when you were living on the farm? What was your chore? I cut a lot of grass and helped in the chicken houses and helped Papa with, like, hay and helped did, like, you know, cows. But also, like, had other jobs. When I turned 16, I started working my first job. Yeah, my first job was Patrick Steed, and that was the, at P&M Farms or A&A Gas at the time, too. They had a gas company that was like propane. And I would freaking ride in a gas truck in the winter in the cold, like free, like cold, and drag a freaking hose behind your house and fill up your propane tank. <laughs> yeah, I was like that little kid dragging the hose. And it was like, it was, you know... Fun job. We had, like, it was fun because, like, Patrick's cool. Treated me like a son. You know, so it was, like, cool hangs and stuff like that. Uh, family was also, like, we've known him for, like, all of our lives. So, like, it was just, you know, it, I was, like, their son. And, uh, but I had that job. But I guess I got tired and was, like, screw this. And I quit and went to uh, work for a guy named Mark Thompson. And with my, my brother worked alongside with and worked for, his nephew Eric Thompson and they still do that stuff together. They still like build fences and do cattle and stuff like that together and lease property and all that mix up. That's their business. But I used to build barns and build fences and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. Oh yeah. That was a that was a rough job. That was like a me and I remember me and Brett Waldrop we worked together at the same time. He worked for Eric and I worked for Mark. <laughs> I was just I mean, I just remember that. That was just a rough job we just i mean drank a lot of beer <laughs> i was like in high school and i'd just be drinking so much beer because like i mean mark cared but like you know if it was five o'clock and he was getting off he was going to drink a beer 
and he didn't care if you had, I mean, he wouldn't, he didn't buy his beer, but, like, if you had beer in your cooler, he's not going to say anything, you know what I mean? But I was just, it's just crazy, like, I literally was living the life of a, like, of a 21-year-old farmer, or, like, or, you know, an adult farmer, like, at the age of 16, and then I, like, I guess I got tired of doing that, but I did a lot of stuff with him, cows and hay and all that, whatever on the farm, he had farm, too, and he did, uh, he planted corn and soybeans and stuff like that, too, but, uh. There was that, and then I guess I went, quit that and went back to Patrick and worked for him another summer and uh, winter, I'm pretty sure. And then I just ended up drifting back, kind of helping. I always helped at home, too, at the same time. we would all, I would always be helping at home. They were getting up pay, and I got home at 5 or 6 o'clock. I'd have to go out there and do it till dark, you know, whatever. Just grinding, man. But it was cool. It was like, it was literally, it makes writing country songs super easy. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got to say, because, like, I, like, Man, I just lived it. It's cool. It's really cool. Because, like, I I think about it a lot. Like, I write a lot about... A lot of the stuff I write about comes from the heart, which is really cool. And, like, gives me, like, feelings of emotions. You know what I mean? Which is, like... Makes doing it very, 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 very worth it. Yeah. What was the first night in Nashville that you didn't remember what you did? Oh, so that was New Year's, I think, last year. And got blackout with Reed Morris on Broadway. <laughs> and I left my phone. By, by the way, I love Reed. Reed Reed's is great, bro. Incredible He's my human, boy, man. Yeah. He got me into music. Or got me into, like, that this is the thing. And uh, so credit a lot to Reed. He's always been there. He's, like, one of them guys that will just come get you, like, off the side of the interstate. Yeah, he's like, one of the nicest. Like, when you hear the term good old boy because it's just, like, the nicest. He's like his human. grandpa. That's yeah. hilarious. He's like his grandpa. Like, yeah. and if you can imagine what his grandpa is, just – He's grandpa. Like, you know what I mean? I love yeah. it. Like, I love Reed. It's so funny. But, uh, yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about um, <laughs> the first night that you didn't oh, remember. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, so, I got super blackout. I was 21 at the time. I was, like, freshly 21, too. So, I was, like, partying. We were on Broadway, and I left my – I had a phone wallet, like, you know, the little old man phone wallet. And I left my phone and wallet in the Uber. I woke up in Reed's hotel room, and I had my watch on, and I was, like, looking for my phone. I was, like, are you serious? And I luckily, like, found it on my watch somehow or whatever, and the guy answered it, and me and Reed drove out there to find him or whatever, and we got my phone back. But that was, like, that night. I just – I didn't do anything too stupid, but – Do you remember what bars you went to? Man. What bars did we go to? I've already – I was already kind of, like – I've had a few fake IDs in my life, so and Nashville's taken a lot of fake IDs, so don't think it's like, you know, a oh. fake ID town. No, like bro, I I mean I had one of the best fake IDs ever and I used it a lot and it literally took one red door bouncer to like catch it and I was like freak. Yeah, I used to do that for a living. I used to take IDs. Yeah, I, I was, mean I was a door guy. Yeah, like, I mean, no, nah, it's I it's bro, it was a game that I knew I was playing. I mean and and I, I respect it. Like you know what I mean? Like this, yeah. I think it was my 21st birthday, I kind of got screwed over, but, but like, you know, the door guy was literally doing his job. And, uh, was that the red door paper ID thing? No, nah, it was the red door, my ID, even though my, like, I still use that ID. It was 20, like, it, like, it doesn't expire. Like, I wasn't 21 yet. It was like literally the, ne- like, the, it was like, I was partying on the 14th, and the net, and that midnight was I was 21. And what time were you trying to go in the bar? Yeah, like, I think it was like 30 minutes before. But oh, I, the only yeah. thing is I skipped. I skipped, uh, or I, like, what, like, I didn't get, I didn't show up with, like, Derek and all them. They were already in the bar. If I show up with them, I show them my fake ID. They don't even care. 
Like they're they. Well, I wouldn't say they don't care. They just. I just would like sneak by them. I would strategically be placed. I, I mean, I, I, I got turned. I mean, granted, I have been turned down. Another like you know, in Broadway, trying to do the same thing, whatever. Like, don't don't get any ideas, but you know, yeah, they're not gonna like you, they're not gonna punch you in the face, but they're gonna take your ID. Do you still get stopped? No, not really. Which is funny because like I usually, I mean, I have once, but like it was because. I guess the dude just didn't really believe my ID, like, or whatever. Like, I just, my long hair, yeah. I had to show him my concealed carry because, like, it's got my short hair on it. But, no, I don't really get messed with. But it's still, like, I just remember that. I remember the feeling of, like, being underage and being, like, this could be it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and being, like, and I wouldn't drive. Sometimes I'd ride a tower, and I'm, like, man, how, like, big of a burden would that be if I couldn't get in the bar? I had to just sit in the truck or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever. It's bro. like you're a kid again. Yeah, 100%. Sit, sit in the truck, no? Facts. But, like, I just, I don't even, I mean, I don't even think about it now. I'm 22, but my old T-Swift year. But it's still cool to, like, know, that, like, I got, like, I didn't, back home, like, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it's too terribly hard to buy beer, but there was a store. I knew the owner pretty well, and uh, but I just remember being up here like, I felt like such a freaking cool dude. <laughs> like I just felt so cool being in a bar at like underage. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like this is I didn't know this was even a thing. Like you know what I mean? Like being from a small town. Yeah. Like it's like nuts. Yeah. Like, How many people are in Carrollton? Not counting. There's like twenty five thousand. No. I think twenty thousand. It's pretty. It's kind of big. Was that count the college? I think so. If that counts the college, then it's... I think so. Probably even le- less than that, but... I mean, there's... I mean, it's kind of big, but, like, it's not... But, like, everybody's rule. Like, everybody's... It's so spread out. People facts. are out in the hills yeah, and I out mean, in the it's, fields. I was talking to somebody last night, and I, they were like, you had to drive in the town. I was like, yeah, it'd take me, like, 15, 20 minutes. Depending on how fast I was going. And they're like, really? And I'm like, Yes. Like is that is that like weird? I mean, I remember being on dates with girls or whatever, and we'd be driving out to the farm or something like that, and they'd be like, "When are we gonna get there?" Especially at dark, because like in, in the daytime, it's a little easier to you know look outside and see the fields and stuff. When in the dark, they'd be like, "Golly, when are we gonna get there?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just funny. Yeah, that's that sounds like a damn country song, right? You literally lived it, dude. I'm telling you, man. I like it's. I lived at the dead end of a dead end road. On a seventy-five acre farm, grew chickens and cattle, and rode tractors, and had pawpaws, and <laughs> had grandmas, and had best buddies that lived up the road from me. That I had, I grew up living with. There was Zeke, Mason, Quay, Cole, Tyler, and my brother. And then when the Mike Thornton and, or when Granddaddy and Grandma—that's what I call them—when Mike, Mike and Wayne Thornton had their grandkids down, it was Wesley and Blake Thomas. And, you know, sometimes uh, Barrett, he was from Alabama. So, like, there was really that many boys that would be, like, on our road if if we didn't have other friends come and hang. Like, hit them up, go just ride by their house and just walk up to their front door. Hey, can we hang out? No. Okay. And just, or, yes, if they can, we then we'd go to a fort, to the woods, do whatever we were doing. Like, it was to, like. To a fort? Dude, oh, bro, but dude, we would get, we would get like our parents' drills and our hammers and nails, and dude, build like straight up plywood like fortresses and like or fortresses and like where like in the house or like in the out woods, in the bro, in the middle of like in like in the forest and like <laughs> in the sticks, dude. Oh yeah, like What's the wildest thing you've seen in the woods. Have you seen a bigfoot? No, but I've seen a wild pig. How big? It was pretty big. big it tripped me out. Bigger than you. I, like I, climbed me, on the, it, I climbed on the four-wheeler, and I was, like, in a straight-up, like, 
like I'm about to like pee my pants like <laughs> pose. You know what I mean? Like, was it charging like, you guys? No, it was just running by, and I was like, holy shit! Were you by yourself? Yes. Oh, that's terrifying. It was just like I mean, I and I was close to the house too, which was even cre- creepier. I think it was like a one of them like feral like pigs that can get out because people like wet shit out all the time, which is stupid. Well, I've, I mean, I've had to seen a lot of dogs and stuff like that and cats, you know, running wild and feral. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's just, it's very, I mean, I've definitely lived a very country life. I mean, like the way my grandpa and the way my, I saw so I lived, I was very blessed to have both grandparents still living on our, like they still live and they still live on our road. Like I'm not even a mile from me. So like, and my grand, my dad and his family is from Kentucky, and my my grandpa or and my mom and her dad are uh, like it's the family farm, born and raised where they're at, and which is pretty cool, like because fifth generation, yeah, type stuff going on. Yeah, fifth generation. Yeah, I would have been. Yeah, I would have been fourth generation taking over my family business. You know, doing that water stuff That's I was saying about earlier, which is, which is, uh, which is pretty wild and stuff. Um, but we all have our own things, and we all we'll all drift back to it, man. You yeah. know what I mean? That's like you know, one day when we're like, you know, when I'm doing music thing, and you're like Bobby Bones in it, like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you we, you can own that. You can like you know what I mean? You have enough money. You you have to like do something with your money. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, that's like, dude I, dude. I dream so freaking big, dude. Like I'm telling you, like I can't wait to just like turn my road to Hicksville, to Hicksland. Just like, and I want to like, you know, no disrespect, but there's a like, I just want to take up some of the land that, like, some of the houses that were put there. And I don't, I don't know you. Didn't make an effort to know me, and bulldoze everything and just make it a freaking pasture land. I let my brother run it, cows and horses and like, yeah. just make it like, you know what I mean? And just like a dirt bike track and just have all these like different things and just, I don't know. I think it like, it's, it's closer than you think. <laughs> you just have to just reach for it. Yeah, man. And not nice. be afraid to fall on your back. What, what advice would you give to somebody? So, um, talking about some, some guys that are kind of newer to town, Talking about we were we were outside um sampling that Delta Eight. Um the um Andrew Janakis. Yeah. A guy that's new to town and stuff and somebody that the like there's you have a lot of buddies that are coming to town within the last two years like like you did. Right. Um, and what advice would you have for somebody? Say say there's a dude moving from XYZ wherever, um, what would you tell him? Like what advice would you have? Real recognizes real. Be yourself. Don't be anybody different. Don't tell if it ain't true. Don't tell it. Yeah, because you'll get found out. People might believe you, but you'll get found out. And if you once you get found out, it's kind of like mm, be real as you can. If you if you grew up hunting, but you didn't really grow up hunting, hunting, like don't be afraid to be you know don't don't like lie about whatever like you know what i mean just don't lie about what you did like, like people respect dude people respect i write with people i write some of the country's songs and they help out tremendously with people that don't know like have a clue what i'm talking about when it comes to like what i'm saying but that doesn't mean they don't know how they don't mean they don't know how to write a song or they don't know how to like you know be them like they're like when you when you say the real 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 recognizes real i mean if somebody like you don't 
like somebody could write a like write a farming song, but not know much about like they Facts, they, they could tell that story still. Yeah, it's not it helps to have somebody that's got that experience. Hundred percent, because there's, there's I mean that's how you that's how you sometimes get the little things that like farm real, you know, real people that know what they're talking about can like can understand it. But at the same time, like you ain't got like it helps if you lived it, but. It's not hard to. It's not a hard thing to learn. You know. What I, you know what I mean. If you just like, just that real recognizes real. It's just being your. It's just being. Don't be anything but yourself. And if that's like, I can't. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it explains itself. But like, that's just with anything. Because you never know who you're like. You never know who you're talking to. And if you're yeah. not like, and if you're like, if if you're saying one thing to one person, you never, you not, you might not know their friends, and they're like, that old whoever said this, and you're like, that old Noah Hicks said, told me one thing, and he told you another. Hmm. Yeah, word, can, yeah, word, word, word travels. Just word travels fast in this town. Very and that's, fast. And that's just, and that's, you know, that. Is that something that's that's different from a small town, or is that a small town aspect? That's right pretty there? small town aspect, but this town, pff, way faster, bro. It's fast, like especially if like we're all super tight knit. So, I mean, it, I mean, I guess it's the same speed. I don't know. I've seen it. I've seen word travel faster well, it's, up here. It's because of the damn group chats. Yeah, there's a lot of group chats. You can up tell. Here. You can tell. 20 people in less time than it would take you to tell one person mm-hmm. before this technology. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, real recognizes real and also just be a, just, just be a nice person. Like, I, that's, that's really, that just goes out to anybody listening to the podcast. Cause I just, that just, anybody that's a nice, like, I've noticed that just, like, succeeds so hard in this town. Nick Tressler. Yeah. You. You know, like, I don't know, just anybody. any Like, anybody that's really humble about what they're doing and, you know, and, like, grateful and, like, grinds and, you know, gives the shirt off their back even though they might need to still wear it. Ward. Whiskey Ward. Jam, you know? Yeah, Ward. Grady. There's all, there's so many yeah. people that are just doing it. Like, I can't, I mean, I can literally, like, go on and on and you on. You talk about on. bar owners, too. Yeah, you know, bar owners. Like, like, like Hayson. Exactly. He's know? going, like, I mean, he's literally, like, Live Oak's kind of the spot. Like, I've seen... Big artists do like videos there, and like that's crazy. And then, you know and then, what I mean? And then all the different rounds, like Rowdy on the Row, Rowdy has on been the Row, huge, dude. It, that's been huge. I mean, there's that. It's just the it's a great environment. Like they're strict, but they're not. Like you know what I mean? Like the of course food. they're not. They're not gonna put up with bullshit, but they're not. They're not also. They're like you know. Yeah, and the food. It ain't a five star restaurant, of course, but it's good freaking food. Dude, it's for, like their chicken the, fingers. Smack, their their bro. chicken fingers are good. They got. They literally have a full menu of all Facts. different things, and the drink prices aren't too bad. I mean, granted, I don't drink, so I don't really know what the. I mean, I know there's three dollar bush lattes and all that. They got non alcoholic beers for guys like me, so it's right. a, it's a, it's a good. Uh, good spot but yeah people that are nice like that like people want a, a lot of big part of what goes on up here is people wanting to work with each other 100 because there's so much collaboration like all the time like so talk about, much talk about like whether it's whether it's um i mean just really anything because somebody always need like everybody kind of works together in different things like i'm not a songwriter but 
I'm involved. Like I know what you got going on yeah. and stuff. And, and like, I know what you got going on. Yeah. And, and same thing as social a, media is a big help on that. But at the same time, like we're, we're all still tight enough. We, I want to know what you're doing. Yeah. I want to know what Clay Barker's doing. Even though I ain't talked to him in, you know, like I would, like on the phone or whatever, like texting in a minute. Or I see him out and I dap him up, talk to him. But I, like, I click on his page to see what he's doing. Anybody, Blaine Rudd, back home. I know, I want to know what he's doing. Like, there's all them guys, all them yeah. boys, like, you know, we're all, we're all like, we're all real and we're all really good people. Everybody's really good people. We all try to be. And it's, it's, we all have big, like, everybody has a big heart. Everybody has, like, you know, everybody has that tunnel vision in their own yeah. way. Yeah, the tunnel vision's important, man. And, and maybe not even tunnel vision, putting the blinders on. Putting the blinders on is, is definitely a big, big part. Big facts, big facts, big facts. Yeah, man. Uh, so another a question we've been asking on, we've started a few episodes off with it, and I kind of forgot to start it off with, with you. Uh, we were already made conversation, right. but um, I like to ask people: When was the first time you met Ryan Nelson? Who? Tyler Chambers. I might have met him before at a bar. I'm sure, but I know that like Tyler had a right with him, and he invited me to be a third, and it was at Chad Bishop's house or whatever, and you know the upstairs dining room table, or whatever. And that's the first time I met Ryan Nelson, and. He's been literally the exact same person, and he we wrote a really cool song. I mean, it was great. Like, I mean, Ryan's like, Ryan's like the real deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my first Ryan Nelson encounter was at, at a whiskey jam, and it was the night that Show Up Drunk came out. I guess he had just cut his hair, yeah. um, and uh, and yeah, he's been one of my one of my best buddies. But I always like to ask. Usually, I ask it like. So how do you how did you first meet Ryan Nelson? You know, it's just a question we've had continuously because it seems like everybody and their mother. If you've been in this town for a minute, you you know Ryan Nelson. And I'm sure there's been some wild stories. That uh, oh I, yeah, some of the, on some of the podcasts I listen to, but uh, frequently listen to this one on the drives. But yeah. anyways, yeah, man, Ryan's the real deal. Yeah man. yeah, man, he's good. He's good people. So this past year, man, it was for it's like a lot of silver linings came from 2020 and came from quarantine and came from all yeah, this stuff. Man. So let, let's look back. So um, I meet you October of 2019. Um, you moved to town literally to start off the year in 2020, mm -hmm. January 1st, yep. 2020. Yeah, man. So like December, I think it was the you know what? It was a new, no, it was a couple, it was a couple nights before the New Year's Eve night, um, that I was out with like Dylan Marlowe and like Lee Langston, I can't remember who else is all out there and, uh, a bunch of people and, uh, yeah, that's when Dylan asked me if I wanted to like live with him and, uh, dude, it was January 1st. Started packing stuff up, moving it in, and man, I was. We had I had this app called Tackle that Dylan and Lee were already using. Oh, uh, so Lee! Lee was a king on Tackle. So I thought I was gonna have it figured out. Didn't know you had to like build your right credibility on there, and they already were killing it. So there was already like people like itching for jobs. So like I was like getting cut like slack, like 
so much. I didn't get any hardly any jobs. I was like trying to pick up dog shit in somebody's yard, and somebody got got to it for me. <laughs> and I got my first one. I pressure washed this dude's fence. Um, made you know, X amount of dollars. I don't. I can't even remember. I just remember I had a hell of a time with the Home Depot that I rented that pressure washer from because they like just the pressure washer they gave me was like something. They were missing. A, they were missing uh, one of the ends on the hose. Didn't even realize it. I mean, I guess I should have looked, but I didn't. You know, expect them to give me a faulty thing, whatever. Yeah. But had that, and then so it kind of started popping off. But that's when kind of the like that was like right before the pandemic. And when pandemic was March, right? That's when the, all that virus crap hit, right? Yeah, right around St. Patrick's Day. Okay. Well. I was, yeah, I was I was just getting tackled. I had like probably two or three of them tackle jobs, or whatever. Kind of staying afloat with with a little bit of the money I had saved up, but I was you know on a stress level of like crap. This is like not working out. I'm about to figure something out, and uh, I got a job scraping up wax on the hardwood floors, and the people had like uh chemicals to pull like to strip it or whatever but you still had to like hands and knees with a scraper and get this stuff up and they had a pretty big house this woman ended was uh her name is miss patty cake and she's a children's book author children's christian book author and does like plays and skits and like dvds and stuff like that and like it's supposedly kind of like i when i said that to my mom she was like that sounds familiar and she said that to another one of her friends melissa beam and Melissa's like, I know that woman. Like, I show my, like, kids that, like, her books and stuff like that anyways. And her husband does something in the publishing Christian uh, industry or whatever, the Christian publishing industry. And uh, they had their lawyer that was living with them at the time just so happened to be, like, working from there from home, and she was, I guess, supervising me or whatever. Her and her, like, cute dog, uh, the name slipping my mind, but the dog is like the cutest thing ever, and uh, yeah, that job ended up getting me more jobs with Amy because Amy was like remodeling a house and like needed somebody to do a bunch of things that I can do. You know what I mean? And man, I started like helping her, and she started like really, you know, that. That alongside with started working with Colt Prince and doing like lawn care. Like luckily that summer, you know, I was like kind of finally had my feet digging in the dirt. But I was working a lot more than I was probably like doing the music thing, which is kind of like crazy. Yeah, so around that time, <clears throat> I remember popping over and um, checking, hanging out at the house like during quarantine last year, and you were coming over to the spot that I was living at in Antioch and. And all that. When did the when when did all the deal stuff start to pop up? Because I remember you being yeah. like, "Dude, there's stuff going on. I can't really like talk about it, but like we're like good things are happening." Yeah, man. That was an they they emailed me in August, and I ignored the email. And I was like, "Who is this?" I didn't know even, even dig deep into it, which is very stupid of me. Well, then they DM me. Red Creative did Taylor did, uh, and uh. I told Dylan about it. And Dylan was like, man, you should entertain that for sure. 
Like that's kind of a big deal, and I didn't even really know. And that's when that that's what I was talking about being salty. It's not saying that I like had a lot going on. I didn't have I didn't have nothing going on, but just you have like your big dogs in in mind of like the Sonys, the Universals, the Warner Chapels, and all that. Like you have those people you see, or those big publishing companies you see that you kind of want to be a part of, but you don't realize, you know. There's a lot of stuff going on there. Don't get me wrong, and no, just no hate. But there's a lot of stuff going. There's a like a lot of shit happens in the Woodle Publishing Companies, the Combustions, the Reds, the, you know, Big Loud's big now. But I mean, Big Loud's always been a freaking powerhouse publishing company. And um, yeah, you talk even that, about even about like Seagull Fifty Egg. Yeah, Fifty Seagull Seagull Fifty Egg. All them, dude. I write I, I write with a lot of Fifty Egg writers. Starting, I mean, I write with. Seagull. I mean, I write with it. It's so crazy who, like, how I used to think it was so quickish. I used to think it was, you know, like, super just 50 egg only writes with, you know, 50, obviously they write who they want to write with, but 50 egg only writes with 50 egg writers. Like, no. I mean, I've written so much with Rob Pennington, Eric Dillon, Rob Snyder. Yeah. Just, I mean, Reed Isbell. Just, like, it's crazy. Like, with 50 over there, Seagal. And you have a deal at a different place. Yeah, I have a deal at, I have a deal at a completely different place. But we're still, like, collaborating. Yeah. And it's the same, I mean, the same with anywhere. I write with, like, it's just so, that's such a cool thing that, like, and then that, and, and then that intakes when I, like, you know, I know Universal just, uh, they just did that Why Not Wednesday. Was it last week? couple weeks ago yeah yeah whatever it was and and um when i went out there like i got introduced to some of the people like behind a little bit more behind the scenes and that was just because i knew you know it's just crazy how like i how such a big family it is not only outside because when like the outside family when one starts happening it's cool like watching everybody seep through seep in but it's crazy how like welcoming and like you know if you're real and a good person, like the the hugs are plentiful and like they're warming and welcoming. Like everybody like wants to see you win just as much as they want to win. It's pretty, you know. There's not much cutthroat, you know. It's a cutthroat business, you know what I mean. But like, it's not like everybody helps each other. Like everybody, everybody still like it's the cut. The cutthroat's not like when it comes to deals and stuff like that the cutthroat is just like either you're here to play ball or you're, you're here not and if you're not working we're not going to keep yeah, it's you know, more, entertaining it, yeah, you yeah it's, it's more clicky by work ethic than yeah it is facts else. exactly if you're not putting in the work they're not going to they're not going to like entertain you and that's why you know the sad story of people getting dropped or whatever what you mean there are a lot of cool a lot of like super cool famous people now that like songwriters have been dropped like Chris Stapleton I'm pretty sure like Got dropped a few times. A lot of people told him no, you know. But it was just insane to think about. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. You a big Lacroix guy? Big fat Lacroix guy. This black raspberry is hitting the spizot. I was gonna say I I got in. This, I started drinking Lacroix about last year too. Like. Man, publishing companies. Yeah, what's the inside S- of a publishing house look like? I've never never been in one. Okay, well, depends on where you go. Our publishing uh, house office whatever is in Berry Hill towards Baja Burrito <clears throat> walking distance eat a lot of Baja Burrito but like if you walk into our offices 
or our office. It's just, I mean, there's like rooms that have like, you know, people's office, obviously. But there's usually a room that has like some speakers on, like, you know, that people like track guys can hook up to. Like we have a, my boss, Jeremy Stover, has a studio in there that, you know, we ride in. I ride in a lot with other riders and, you know, they they can have the capabilities of, you know, recording vocals if you have to, whatever in there. But uh, there's also, like, it's cool, too, in our office, in our building, there's another publishing company in a one in one of the rooms, but also has, like, can use another writing room if they need to. Like, you know, I think, like... There's a lot of resources so in there. So I, I don't, I haven't shake. I haven't, I'm pretty, I've seen her in passing. I haven't, like, just stopped shaking her hands. We've both, you know been talking or she's on the phone or whatever rakaya at seth england's now fiance yeah um which is cool because i got i followed them both and they uh they're like engaged like the way he did that kudos to that guy like i want to like man i like i i'm a simp when it comes to like the girls i really really like and i like i go overboard and like the way he did that like i like bro that's how i want to do it well, you know what I mean? But like, it, it was cool, like, how he, like, planned all that. And uh, it was beautiful. And uh, But she's up there. So, like, I see Ashley Cook a lot. Um, I know she has some other people signed. Blake, uh, whew, his last name's, uh, he's, I know he's got two. I can't think of it. Pendergast? Pendergast. Yeah, okay, I about to say Pen- Pendergast. Pendergast. Might be yeah. Pendergast. Yeah, he got that walling cut, which is cool, man. But he's, like, I see him a lot. Like, he got, he's got a studio up there. Um, but they're publishing companies in the office, but like, man, on the road, they're like houses. They look like they're really old houses that some have really redone nice. Seagull's dope. Seagull looks super sick. 50 Eggs, an, another dope like vibe. 50 Eggs is like, 50, 50 Egg is one of the houses that you like, you just like, I feel like you can just kick back in. I remember one Friday, <laughs> I showed up at, I was hungover as shit, but I, like, I walk in, and it was just a hair late with a right with James McNair and Reed Isbell, and James is, I think he signed it, Sony or somewhere like that, he signed it a complete, another like how big the pot is or whatever, yeah. but I walk in with my little like grocery sack and like Rob Pennington's down there and like everybody Towie, uh, Joey, they're all sitting down there and we're, you know, chatting. They walk, like, I walk up, they're like, hell yeah, casual Friday. <laughs> Cause they were all like dressed the same. It's just cool. Like, everybody's just to hang. Like, but then you can go to like Curb or, you know, or Starstruck and it's like big money. And you're like, dang, this is like, Starstruck looks like, I remember the first time I was going to Starstruck, I was like, wow, this is like pretty insane. And I was writing with Derek Austin and Sam Martinez. Sam Martinez has an office there. And, uh, I was Derek was like, yeah, this is that not like early two thousands money, and it's just like freaking gigantic ceilings and like yeah. marble everything, and like so there's like the, there's like those publishing houses, like and then there's just those, like you know what I mean? But like it's cool, Big Loud's a cool little spot. Big Loud's an old an older building, I know that, which is cool. But uh, never been inside Sony. I've been inside the Riders House, or whatever. But I mean, there's just you know. It, every single one of them is different. Every single one of them has a different vibe, and you know, it's really cool to. Even though I might write it, even though I write it the same, I could write at the office twice. It's cool to know that I can pick a different room, or even if I write in the same room, it's still a different like. Every day is so different. That's why I think it's so cool that like they, you know, you, you do what you love. You never work a day in your life, and. It's crazy how fast this year's 
flown by. Yeah, do you still write at people's houses, or is it pretty much a, lo- yeah. a lot on the row? Um, I mean, I wrote it so today. Technically, I wrote at uh, Trey Team's house and uh, his apartment or whatever with a, uh, another boy named Adam Sweat and uh, a really good song actually. And uh, so you, th- there is that occasionally, but I mean, yeah. I like writing at the office. I like going somewhere and like it's. It's just because it, because now that now that you're signed, it is it is a job. Yeah, facts. It's crazy to think that I'm like I'm technically a professional songwriter, even though like I'm like it's it's damn sure don't know it all. But it's cool to like know that that is what I get paid to do. Yeah, and like it's it's just it's like it's so wild. Just you know, it's just the. Uh, Dream big, that's all I can say, and work work your ass off. Yeah, so you talk about dream big, and we had talked about it earlier, man. Um, like, you're drinking a beer in a college town, and, like, you're partying, and with um, drinking in a college town with um, with John and Travis, Yeah, bro. like, I remember riding around in my old truck and playing, like, Cigarettes and Me by John Langston and David Ashley Parker and, like, all them, like, song, like tra- Travis, and just, like... Just jamming them songs, Red Aiken songs. Like I've played a Red Aiken song in my set every single time I've ever played a like live show. Just about, just it's crazy to even like to even have those guys feature on like a song. It's just, I mean, it's it's wild, dude. It's so crazy. Yeah, man. I mean, those are those are guys you look up to. And fact, now we're Big we're facts. now I know. Um, so where where in Georgia are all those guys from? John's from like Loganville area, right? Yes, like, and tra- I guess Travis is. Uh, is he Macon or Warner yeah, Robbins? I think, I, think one of those? I think he's Warner Robbins Macon's area. Okay, and then By, Red's which, from Valdosta. Oh, so Red, <clears throat> so Red's down. So Val, Valdosta's down there. I've never been to yeah. Valdosta. I've driven through Valdosta. Red's though. from there, Valdosta. There ain't a whole lot in Valdosta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they. I mean, that, that's what's another cool thing that we're all Georgia boys and how we all stick together and like and how we've and how even if I meet somebody. That the second you know we're from Georgia and there's a lot of Georgia boys up here. It's really cool to like know that they got my back in some way, shape, or form. You know what I mean? Like it's just like shoot. I don't. I I don't even think. I feel like the living from Georgia sometimes is like kind of like a. A real okay. It's like it's like a kind of a flex. I don't know how to explain it. Like you know what I mean. But if 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 you meet the people that are like big cats in Georgia, like remember the first time I met Dallas Davidson, you know, or the first time I got to like talk to Dallas Davidson, um, that's Dylan's publishing, uh, yeah, boss or whatever. His about one thing. He's his a boss. man responsible for a lot of hit songs. Facts. Thirty number ones, I think. Yeah. Thirty something plus number ones. Um, something like that. And. Just I'm being saying that I'm from Georgia is like cred. Boom, you have it. Like it's like you have you automatically like in the group. Like I don't know how to explain it. Like it's just like automatically like that's what Tyler, Dylan. I mean, even like people outside of like Alabama boys, Florida boys. You just meet people from Georgia. Like I mean, I'm sure you met so so many people from Georgia. I'm sure when you first met me, you're like, okay, a Georgia kid. He's probably like these people right here, right? And I'm 
kind of am in a sense. Everybody's a little different, but like we yeah. all have the same yeah, morals. It's funny too because there's the different ends of the Georgia spectrum too. Yes. Because you look on another side, we were talking about it outside earlier. Um, you and um, a guy we actually had on an episode recently with with his lovely girlfriend, uh, Miss Meg McCree. Uh, we had Ben Chapman on. Ben Chapman. And Ben's another guy, Georgia boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's right around your age, right? Maybe a year older. Yeah. Two years, I, think, I, th- I, think, I think he might be a year older. Than yeah, me. I think you, yeah, but like. But yeah, same age. You guys used to play Eddie's Attic shows. Yeah, you got, you like, that coming Eddie's up in like show. that same circuit. And and you guys both incredibly talented, both doing big things, just big in very just in very man. different lanes, dude. And, it, and yet you're both from Georgia. Yes, you know. So that's not like, like states don't have just a that's the just a straight up sound, but no, hundred percent, man. I mean, we're all we we all have every us growing up all gives us different vibes. Andrew Andrew Janakis, yeah, or, or Andrew Jackalope is what I like to call him, Jackalope, <laughs> the, the Jackalope. <laughs> Or Nighthawk, <laughs> that's his. Uh, <laughs> that's our walkie-talkie app. My name, Jeb Gibson's a uh, wall sheep. I kind of want to give him more of a manlier one. I love Jeb. <laughs> I, like, I don't know why it's wall sheep, but I, I don't know. I just think about that. But uh, yeah, like, kind of forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that damn Delta <laughs> peanut butter baby, twenty percent off promo code ITR. Hey, Check him up. Let's go. Um, <laughs> But um, no, you were talking about Andrew Janakis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jackalope. He's, so like Jackalope, his sound, and even Jeb's sound. His sound. Jeb's from Georgia too. Je, uh, his sound is like you hear it. And hit, you hear how he grew up, and you listen to how he thought. Like you, I kind of see like Snapchat memories when we're hanging out together or whatever. Like of how he was, what he was doing, very similar to mine, but like it shows in his music. And it shows in his style what he likes, yeah. you know, and it, like when we put each other in demo jail, same thing with Jeb. Like we all like it, all, like it all like mixes in, like you know, like it's like it's really, really, really cool if you you know kind of pay attention. It's everybody. It's like it's everybody where they come from. Like you know, Chad Bishop's sound is definitely from where he's from. Same thing with Ryan that, Nelson. That, those, those are the Florida boys. Yeah, like, Chad Bishop is the Gator man. Like, exactly. And, and, I mean, I'm trying to think of just some other people from out, like okay, from Alabama, like oh yeah, no, trust just me, anybody from like look at Muscadine and Bloodline and their their sound definitely comes from like a Montgomery aspect. I feel like you know what I mean. They're like they're they're in a weird spot. They're close to that Louisiana swamp, bum, 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 you know that yeah. kind of stuff. But they're just close to Birmingham where they can get that like. Well, well there's the, there's the reason they call it the they call it red clay country. You know, yeah. that's that's the term term Gary and Chuck have coined and I think it says true for for a lot of artists out of Alabama, you know? It's 100%. it's cool. But like yeah, there is like that that Georgia sound. Um favorite college town in Georgia, not counting Carrollton, because I know Carrollton's a college town and that could be an easy answer. I mean, I went to Athens and it was pretty rad. I was dating a girl at the time. Closer to the microphone. I was so when I was like going up there, I haven't been since. Um I need to go back and just get, you know, just go experience the bars. But uh, Statesboro looked pretty rad, too. St- Statesboro holds a special place in my heart. I have a show in Statesboro coming up, opening up for Muscadine Bloodline. Oh, you're on Oh, yeah, you're on the Blue Room show. Mm-hmm. Bro, is that your first time going there? Yes, man. Bro, you have no idea what you're in for. Yeah, I'm actually, like, Bro, it's excited, one of the – I've, I've had – I've only been there – I've been there three times now, technically, 
September sixteenth. Um, yeah, so Blue Room was the first place. Um, first show I ever did with Trey Lewis was um, was at the Blue Room, bro. And um, DDID came out um, came out like three days before the show, and they'd been playing the Blue Room as a cover cover act for the last <laughs> few years. So they know the the owners there really well, and yeah. they've been going there. So it was booked as a cover show, and then the song came out and it turned into. The ninety minutes set, like the the um, like the headliner thing, and um, bro, that crowd is rowdy. Dude, to me, yeah. to me, to me, Statesboro is one of my favorite places to go, and I can't wait till I get to go back there. I, I'm excited to go back. I went there one time instead of night, but I did go to Nats Landing and eight or whatever. There's something in the water. Tifton, Georgia's also a Tifton, really rowdy yeah, place. I mean, you, I got I like kudos to that place. First time I ever went down there. First time I ever went down there, I puked in their green room, and I've seen Sonny since then, and he's brought it up, and he was like, dude, I've never seen any an opener get so drunk before they play. That was a little different different no at the time, but I've, I very well respect. He was like, I know you've already grown. Like, I know, I just like, yeah. he's like, he's still a yeah. cool guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what yeah. I mean? Terminal, Terminal South, Great another people. wild venue. Facts, um, man. Tifton. A back, baby. Tifton Stallions. is, yeah, Tifton, they get after it. Statesboro, they get after it. Milledgeville, you been there? <laughs> I need to. Yeah, I've I've been there, and they, they are definitely rowdy. It's a little bit of a different kind of rowdy in Milledgeville compared to Statesboro and Tifton. And I mean, Athens, like, of course, is great. Yeah. Ro- Rome is a wild time, too. Fact, Rome, but I was going to say also, like, the KSU, like, uh, the Buckhead area, kind of like Atlanta. They're pretty, you know. Isn't that, is, Miss, is uh, Misfits over there? There's a couple clubs that are over in there. Not counting the big Buckhead Theater, of course. Yeah, which is... Then isn't the Roxy over in that area too? Yeah, the Roxy's in the uh, in about the stadium. Oh, the battery. The battery. That I cannot believe I got to play that. Like it's still like I had the I like that was the that was one of the coolest moments and thank big thanks to Muscanite Gary and Charlie for you know asking me to be come play that because not only that was just like a big venue it was just really really cool to like bring my brother and sister and his girlfriend and in there and got to like the VIP it and like kind of get to see like what's to come and when my name's on that wall like it's just like oh it's just so cool like it's just so like the, the fans are just Muscadine Bloodline fans or something else you know what oh, I, mean? I know I know a thing or two about 100%, that man. I about to say they love they love to buy some merchandise and uh and there there is something about that man like that's something cool too is that you have guys like Gary and Chuck you've got Guys like John, you've got guys, guys like Travis, and they've all come up playing the same places. Like the gigs that you've had, they've played similar gigs. Like yep. when they were starting out, they literally did. They came up in the same circuit, which is why it's so cool that there's the like the big brother aspect, and there's like this fraternal kind of feel to to Georgia, Alabama, a little bit of Mississippi, the car- like there there is that. And you're getting to see how their fan bases are, and their fan bases are hungry for the next guy too. Right. And when you're out opening for these guys, it's like they're like it's like okay, so Gary and Charlie like this kid, we're probably gonna like him too. And then they hear you play, and they're so they're great listeners. Yeah. The Langston crowd, the Muscadine crowd, they're they're great listeners. They um. And they're they're gonna support you every way they can. So when you put out a song, they're gonna pre-save, pre-order. Do whatever with that shit, man. Dude, 
Do you have those yet? Do you have like the diehards where you're like you know some like you know the fans' names and like they're coming yeah, out to oh, a lot of shows? For sure. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I try to. I mean, most most of my like that diehard group out of like that Georgia, Alabama, oh, like absolutely. Like, and like, a lot of a lot of them are from Alabama. Bro, like Big Worm, dude. Big Worm, bro. He comes. He I like. He hasn't been. He's come to a few of the like the smaller shows that I've played like in Alabama before. Uh, I even really started coming to Nashville, but I see him like involved in everything. Him, girl named Chaston. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think of just other. I mean, there's so many people that I just know are diehards. I mean, there's L- Lisa Culberson, uh, yeah. Lauren Farmer. Yeah, she's another Mich- Carrollton. Mich- uh, Michelle. Yep. I can't think of her last name. She comes to everything. Kaliska, Kaliska. Yeah, it's, it's, it's some with a K. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I hug her neck every single time. I just, I mean, I know them. I know their Instagram handles. I know what the, I know. I know. I see. I check. I kind of like. I mean, I, I see the comments. I know what you're saying. Like, sometimes I can't reach every, read every DM, and sometimes I, you know. But it's like, but that's how you build a fan Absolutely, base. Absolutely, you have you have a foundation like that, and it's it's cool that you've got that going on. Well, that's just. I just remember being that person. How remember how cool it was when Riley Green would. Ask me to, or like, would respond to a DM or, or you know, or whatever. Like, I don't know how to like it. Like, <clears throat> he's, you know, he's somebody I haven't talked to in a long time. But uh, I remember just when he would play them shows, I would like, he would always allow me to hang out with the band and be like around them. And like, I would just, I was basically shadowing. And it's cool, Muscadine and Rowie, or it was Rowie's putting on a back 40 bash. And Musk and I was playing, Tyler Reeves was playing. And that's the night I really fell in love with music. And it's really cool to watch all them guys because I knew they were playing in some of the same bars. And they even played in some of the same areas that I could potentially play at even after that night. But they were also doing really big things as well when they had the opportunities. Like Riley's show on Mountain Street. You can go all the way back on his Instagram to his last show on Mountain Street. And I took that picture with my, my red iPhone Whatever I can't even remember what it was, but I, he like I remember like there was a lot of people from my hometown that were there, and I remember being I was in high school. I remember how cool it felt to have him like point at me like outside of like he was standing on stage. He was like yeah. he was like Noah, come here, and I was just like people were like hitting me like holy crap, and I was just like I knew what I was about to go do. Like I kind of like already knew like I didn't ever I'd never done it before, but it was the first time, and I just remember that was just like such a, that was like one of the moments that like drove me because like. I just remember being like, man, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not far from being that. Like, you know what I mean? Because I sang "Hurricane" at Back Forty Bash, that show I was talking about. That Muscadine Tower was there, and they sang, and that his crowd sang, sang it to me back like it was my song. And I was like, man, what if that was that, my that, song? That's a high you never want to come down 100%. from, and, and that's I, what and you keep chasing, dude. Yeah, and it's crazy. I was, I got, I was sitting with Thomas Archer. We were eating lunch after we were riding. And I just remember getting to tell him that story, and he just, dude, he was like, "Man, that's really cool." And I was like, "Dude, yeah, you wrote us like you wrote a song that like put me into a place of like this is going to be something I'm going to do for the rest of my life." Yeah. Biggest um oh shit moment when you're like, "Oh, I'm writing with this person." Wow. Haven't written with him yet. But I got a Rodney Clawson date coming up. Soon. No shit. Oh yeah, man. I mean, it was kind of cool. It was. I mean, I could. I could, I, I don't like Crazy Beathard. When I seen him on my calendar, I was like, "Dang, that's pretty freaking crazy." Yeah. Like that was a kind of was, a wild was, moment. What was the what was the first one where you went in? Where where you kind of was it like that intimidating feeling a little bit? Where you're like, "Holy cow!" 
Or your first co-write where you were kind of intimidated. It could even be some like, early, I mean, early, early. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, let's just let's just check the old calendar and just go back. Because I mean, there's honestly like I my Taylor, my publisher, man, he's the, literally the the freaking man. Like he, there's not anybody I want to write with. He's gonna hook. He's gonna like do it. He's gonna hook me up. So <clears throat> I had a. Um, I guess my first big boy right. Yeah, my first big boy right was uh, Eric Dillon and Alex Palmer, and that did that did. Eric was on Zoom and Alex was in person, and uh, the next one was Rob Pennington and James McNair. That was pretty crazy because James like has written some hits and Rob's just a really good songwriter and you know he's in he's in, and then. Another meeting. That's what's on my sound. Another meeting. <laughs> October or October eighteenth. And then I had a uh Yeah, a Josh Dunn and Emil Mason, right? That was another freaking crazy Cadillac Threes uh drummer. <laughs> like that was like Josh Dune, excuse me. Just it's just crazy. Yeah. Right, Eric Jill and Ronnie Mount Rant. But, I mean, but, did, but did you have that moment? Dude, like, oh, I, I still have it. I mean, every single ride I go into, I still like, I'm sitting there across from Brad Clawson and whoever, and I can just literally just think about the songs they've written, and I'll just go into that fangirl moment. And I, I'm out. I, I'm to the point now, I'm cool, mostly everybody, that I'll go, in, I'll tell them, or, like, or I'll be, you know, I'll bring, like, low-key bring it up, whatever. But, I mean, there was, I went home this past weekend, and, dude, I turned on the radio for 15 minutes, and I knew... Every single writer, personally, written a song with every single writer that came across that radio ninety two point one. That's crazy. And I, I'm talking about like had a like they were in my phone because I looked them up. That's crazy. and I, I mean of course it's something I knew off the top of my head, but I was just like everywhere from you know like Luke Bryan to freaking Luke Combs to Jason Aldean to Brett Young to all these people. Like it's just like. It's just like that. That's that's a thing. That's like that's something I never, I dreamed about. And I knew, and I, like I, but I didn't think it was, you know. I well, I I I knew it was something. I knew it was possible. I didn't think it would come this fast, and very blessed for it. It's been a very, uh, it's been a very, very 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 long, but short ride. I don't know how to explain that. Well, the it's, thing is, you started young. Yeah, yeah, like, right, right. Like, I mean, I just remember when I was 17 and when I did that back 40 bash show, I just remember I was like, man, this is what I got to do. And I just remember, like, screw, screw school. Yeah, that's, that's five years, bro. That's not this quick. I mean, the thing is, maybe you're saying quick because you're doing it young. Right. Because you've been putting in the work yeah. for five years. Yeah, I guess, yeah. You've, I, you've played those restaurant games. Yeah, I you've have. You've done that, that yeah, man. I, you're not just, man, yeah. That's, you're, man, you're, you put in the work, bro. Facts, bro. It's happening, dude. Dude, I, I, man, it's it's and it's kind of hard to even, like, I feel like, man, I'm playing at freaking, you know, a Mexican restaurant. It feels like literally so, so, not so long ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can remember that, like, very vivid, vividly. Tugging that did you, ever, did you ever play for just chips and salsa? Dude. I mean, I usually got paid, most likely. I didn't I didn't take no free gigs, but I mean I definitely have some places that were like I don't understand why they don't like treat the band a little better. That's even that's that's been used now sometimes. I'm like, man. It ain't it ain't nothing to give somebody a hot meal. You know? Especially at a restaurant that's like like pumping out food. 
Yeah, yeah. So you were doing the Mexican restaurants. I, I'm guessing I was playing anywhere that anybody would pay me. I've played at a girl's 16th birthday in three hours away in Alabama. I played your backyard party gig. I played on a boat. Played, you know, in the house. I've played like I, I, dude, you name it. I've played it. Like I don't like. Do not discriminate on going out making money playing a gig. Because I mean that's like private parties. I wouldn't say suck. They can get like the when you when they're drunk and how many, trying to grab the microphone and sing. How many frat parties have you done? Oh, I mean, I've done a few. Um, man, I tell you what, what was a really crazy frat party, or I got to see my first one. Riley Green was playing at KA in Alabama. <laughs> oh shit, dude! I was in high school. Who were, who did you, you go down there with? A guy named Chad Miller, and uh, he just knew Riley, and a guy, I, another guy that was. I guess Riley's manager at the time was kind of like steering me in directions. Like when I, I could call him and talk to him, Brady Thrower. He was also showed up down there. But, man, Riley's just playing. And I remember that was one of the times I got to actually first hang out with Riley's band. Meet Quinn, Tyler Galway. Tyler's not there no more. But, I mean, like a lot of the, like the early on band, Quinn still plays. But, uh, man, that was like I'll never forget that night just because how crazy that party was. Also, Riley let me get on stage and sing Dixie Wind Delight, and I forgot the words to it. <laughs> Facts. Which is, there's a video on Facebook somewhere, and I like, mm. I mean, you live and you learn. Knew the song, but when you're in high school and you're, you know, they're giving you hunch punch from a KA party. <laughs> like, you don't know, what, at, at University of Alabama, I had no idea frat houses had a freaking elevator. Yeah, dog. Had an elevator and a house mom. I was like, What? That was crazy. I met the house mom. She was showing me all the cameras. It was, I was like, wow, this, I'm sure you've seen some shit. But, yeah, I yeah, mean. That's crazy. I, play, I even played some for my hometown in West Georgia. I played for, like, Pike. Played for them a few times, man. Pike's rowdy is all get out. Bro, we've, like, they live in Greek Village, which is on campus. And, dude, we have, they have, like, thrown down to the sun. Camp is that where, is that who Brennan um, yes, Vinny Kade was a Pike. He's a Pike. Yeah. Oh, that's all I need to know. <laughs> that that dude. Yeah. And then I've also played at Kafi. Kafi's rowdy. I played eight hundred one at Kafi, bro. And there was like, I, okay, okay, eight hundred one is where all sororities can't drink for a certain amount of time when uh, when school first starts. And eight hundred one is when they can drink. Can't remember the exact day of it, but I remember there was so many girls. It was like a sea of women of college girls and Kafi frat and me and my band playing. It was like one of the best times of my life. Played for <laughs> KA, same thing. I mean, they were beer showering in their party barn, just literally like route, like straight up rowdy. Like it's and but and they all show every single frat shows up to uh to shows and they like like outside party on the farms and the you know the drive in show and they like they it's and these are people that are posting about the music when it's coming dude, out that yes. are that are that are keeping up with what you've got going on releases, merch, shows. And there's good, and there's good just good people, and that's just I mean, and it's honestly everywhere I go because I kind of I have a pretty good I have a very good facial memory. Like I remember people's faces a lot, and I might not remember your name, and I hate it if I don't. You know that damn that Delta. <laughs> you know that's a memory loss or whatever. But yeah, it's just. I, the support from day one has been unreal. And everybody's just like, if, you know, it's just, there's, I mean, there's 
Angie Gregory. She's been like, there's there's so many people I can name off that literally like, just have been there. That just her, her and her crew like they're just like there's just so many people that I've been able to meet. Hell yeah, that's that's awesome, man. Now who are um. Or for the rest of this year, what are some goals to close out 2021? When we got the new song that... Yeah, man. I got the, I can tell you small town coming out. Hopefully, we're going to drop another one, you know? Um, I, my team uh, over at Red, they they have a lot... I, I have a lot of faith in them on, like, on their plan on what they want to do, you know? I'm, so, you're kind of just, just sitting... Oh, man, like, I, you're not You're not as involved as... I am, but I ain't... They run things by me. I mean, I had no idea we were dropping the song August 13th, but I was like, hell yeah, let's go. Let's, I mean, I thought it was going to be a little later, maybe, yeah. but like, I'm like, let's run it. Like, I mean, heck yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, before yeah. my Eddie's Attic show. Like, I mean, that's dope. Like, you know, like, that they... <laughs> I just that that's where I trust them because like I know that that's what they do and they like they just tell me like hey write songs and you know focus on the artist thing and which is cool because I mean my team literally John like he does things and he sends me things and pictures and like and does just things for my Instagram and takes pictures and does photography and just it's just the work ethic between John Taylor and Jeremy is literally unmatched. Like, I feel like like I do. I like feel like the way we're fixing, like that we're creating, is gonna be tremendous. I mean, it's just like because everything's there. Everything like just it's such a it's so cool to know that like I got such a good team and it's such a blessing to know that like they're they who that they're they're who they are. Yeah, it's literally like I say, like I like it was home when I walked through those doors. It's still, it feels like home. Yeah, head, to this day, headlining shows coming. <sighs> yes, I have that Eddie's Attic show, um, August nineteenth. So I know, and then I know, obviously the the opening slots. Those yeah. are, those are great too. But yeah, but I'm I'm thinking like no, like when are we getting like Noah Hicks shows? Like so hour I mean, plus sets of your music, not just the covers. You well, that's a good. That's that's the beautiful thing about when you if you. Anybody listening to this that wants me to come open a show for them, you're going to get my covers. I'm All right, excuse me. <laughs> you're going to get my originals. You're not going to get no covers. Yeah. And my old drummer, he's playing for John Langston now, which is super cool. Um, Eric Pritchard, he got, he he sparked that fire under me, you know. And it's the, the the hardest thing about it is, though, that anybody that wants to try it, you, you know, one sometimes you have to have one cover in there if the crowd's not throwing it back. I always have one prepared. But if you can sell your original music, if you get up there and not only just sing your songs but entertain, I don't think you need covers because I think people are so like like country music fans are so hungry for new music and the new acts. I mean, look at the people that pop up on TikTok all the time and like you know Instagram and stuff like that. It's like I mean like Zach, like Zach Bryan, he just came to mind. Like I don't really know much about him. I know like I was I know like his songs are freaking popular. Yeah, his his like, his stuff. He's like I, a, I got, a different level. Yeah, yeah. he's great. Like I got to listen to some of his stuff, but like, I mean, I just know he's like, I know he's killing it, and it like kind of came by. It came that viral moment, like same thing with Janakis, like off the all them yeah. off their originals, and which is that's what because that's what people want to hear. They want to hear that new. They want to hear the new. They want to be the first. People liked because I used to like to send this, be the first one to send the song to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it, what's really cool is being able to get to write the songs that are, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so crazy. That is, that is freaking awesome, man. Well, dude, this has been 
This has been a freaking blast, bro. I'm saying, man, this has been, this is cool. Second podcast ever? Second podcast ever. And I got first podcast with a homie and another homie. Second podcast with a homie, dude. This is great. Why? Yeah, man. We're we're um I I really enjoyed your episode with with Nikki T and uh and Kurt over on uh over on the uh, Tales from the Front Row. Well, I enjoyed the hell out of it. And this just... was a lot of fun too, man. I appreciate yeah, man. you coming. Where can people find you? They can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, Noah Hicks Music. Um you can find you can find a number to text me in my Instagram bio, my Facebook bio. I'm on TikTok as well. How does that work, by the way? Because I so I have a little app that that I, I, mean, I can actually respond. Um, do you have any in there right now? Yeah, we can just check it out and see what's up. <laughs> Let's see. I've, I've wondered how that works. Because I've never I I haven't got lot. anything crazy. We'll see what the last uh, the Chance King messaged me and say Wednesday nine eleven and said PM and said, "Hey man, just wanted to say I love you. I love the music." text back thanks brother that's awesome so be sure to check out uh, that texting service you can find that in Noah's IG uh, make sure to follow him on all the socials stream his music he's got some great songs out and uh, he's got some more great songs coming along and be sure to check out uh, shows he might be coming to you soon and uh, check him out if he's playing somewhere in town uh, also quick shout out to the sponsors Whaletail Media Trailside CBD Saxman Studios and uh, remember to leave a five star review y'all we uh, enjoyed this episode with our boy Noah we're gonna let him take us out with his brand new one i can tell your small town y'all have been listening to the in the round podcast let's go girl i can tell you're glad we got out of that downtown bar Got a sixer, drove up Pine Creek just to see these midnight stars. Baby, you look unreal in them high heels and that dress. But you're a little more t-shirt and blue jeans if I had to guess. I can tell you small town. Probably got a water tower and a map code. I can tell you small town. Probably got one lot and a hundred duros. The way you I play that jukebox John Deere Green In the way you hopped up Sit across that old Chevy Ben seat I can tell you small town Like me When I threw some gravel off them tires you didn't bat And I said I'm sorry about the dirt in the floorboard You laughed, said I don't mind And the way you're laying them kisses right on me right now I can tell you small town Probably got a water tower and a map code I can tell you small town Probably got one lot and a hundred euros Sit across that old Chevy Ben seat I can tell you small town Like me Small town like me yeah. It's in the way you say goodnight With a kiss in the port light and maybe we can go back there one day Cause I love the way I can tell you small town
probably got a water tower and a map cool. I can tell you small town Probably got one lot and a hundred euros The way you lit up when I played that jukebox John Deere Green In the way you hopped up, sit across that old Chevy bench seat I can tell you small town like me I can tell you small town like me